Somebody asked me if I do the show live. Like every time someone listens to it, what do you, what do you well, you know, broadcast like, live like a YouTuber, I guess. Yeah. Like I used to do with resonate radio a little bit. Right. No, we don't do that. I mean, someti- we, sometimes we did have the that one time. There was that one time. Yeah. Well, no last, came in, though. I mean, you have a stoner memory last year. We did a lot of green room stuff. Yes, we did. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not so much this season. We only did one time this season and no one showed up. So I've been gone a lot. But often, if we didn't advertise it or market it, we don't really do much social media here. I was I gone a lot that of is. the year. That's kind of what I realized. I, mean, I think we should fire our social media manager. Personally. Yeah, you're fucking garbage. That's for sure. <laughs> so, like, as soon as I go Does away. Does anyone call me out for that? Or if I was yeah. just going to get away with us, no. with me just saying that we should fire our social media manager when I am our social media manager? Yeah, no, I was going to make that abundantly clear. I think a lot of people actually yeah. know it already. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think people are aware of this, yeah. If you're a consistent listener, you know that I'm on social media and I'm not consistent on that role. Yeah, managing means just not doing anything. Okay, I do end up on the profile every now and then. Rook sent us something tonight, actually, on uh, Instagrams. It was a reference to you. Of course. Uh, actually. Yeah, it was a video. Yeah, I saw the video before. She sent it to me the second time I saw this. Of a Cowboys fan at the end of the game punching the TV. I mean, it. it doesn't really matter because the Seahawks lost last round to the same team that we should have beat by like 20 some points. And also, that's like the Seahawks. Yeah, the like... Seahawks fucking fans need to sit in their fucking place. Yeah. Hold on. We're gonna get we're gonna get to this. We're gonna get to this fucking bullshit. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's fucking let's get going. Yeah. God almighty. It's fair. Yeah, like there's a long Yeah, I have a rant about that for sure. Like yeah, oh my god. Back with the audio video disco. From Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Had a lot of excitement about British Columbia in the podcast lately. But I mean, this we just kind of do it right. Audio Video Disco, it's their cold IPA from the Silver Valley Brewing Company. Excellent. David Silverberg. We are in the Chonference Round preview episode. I've been waiting for this one. That was honestly, I think, one of the funniest fucking moments of season one by quite a long shot. Quite a long shot. You were so adamant, and I knew I was so right, and fuck, I couldn't wait to play that episode back. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that one. Well, we, uh, unlike the fantasy football season, my friend, we are actually both losers this past week. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least my team showed up and we just, like bang bus style, just gagged. Brutal. My team did score a touchdown. David. 
<laughs> I mean, that's the best I can say at this point, right? Like, a, I mean, scored a touchdown. Sure. Like, many touchdowns were scored. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can. We, we, didn't, get shit out. we didn't get shit out. I, I that's mean, the best I can say. I, I guess you, you guys did kind of make it sort of. No, your game was fucking no. garbage, man. Yeah, no. We, uh, we all I can say is that we made it way farther than anyone thought we would. So, no one thought we would even be in the playoffs, let alone win the wildcard round. Welcome to another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast, where I can't even do the intro line before we get out of our intro, because that's how fucked up we are over here in this side of things. Hello, folks. Your co-host, Corey Roussel, and I still don't know... Where you are? I'm, I'm usually over thing. here. Actually, there? There? I feel like okay. uh, there. No, I think I'm in the other direction. There. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm usually I think... the way in my screen. Yeah. Oh, you were pointing away originally, oh. but now I think when when I was watching it back, yeah. I think I'm usually the way you were pointing the second time. Uh, Who knows? Who right. knows where I, I th- am? Yeah, I think I have it back. Oh, anyway, technology, mm. as you can tell, yeah. Grandpa Beard here. Sometimes technology is a little bit of a difficult thing, but. Anyway. Well, we're cool sometimes. Oh my god! At least I'm not well, that we all. bad yet. At least I'm not that bad yet. Yet, God, what a oh, man! This I, I was right, almost all the time except half the time. For my game picks, right two and two, um, and uh, I was actually genuinely surprised that your team just like didn't come out to play at. All as you all know, I was not excited about the AFC Championship game on the well, what's supposed to be the AFC Championship game on the other side. We got another boring AFC. Should we just get into it, David? We should get into it. Jaguars 20 and the Kansas City Chiefs 27 boy was I right Kansas City does not respect the spread ding ding yeah. ding 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 mm-hmm. thank you That's very nice. fucking much yeah that was R-S-P-A-C-T. super fucking easy to say the least this is a definite bizarre game especially for your Kansas City Chiefs fans my slightly Injured a high ankle sprain. Well, Man, yeah. that shit looked bad, it looked bad though. At first, yeah. Oh, yeah. That looked like a bad first shot. Yeah. I mean, you gotta give him credit for trying to play through it at first, but like, oh man, he was terrible initially. 22 for 30, 195 yards and two touchdowns. The wonderful, fabulous, and I honestly thought he might have died. And I honest, I say that as a half joke, kids. I say that as a half joke. Because honestly, did anybody know Chad Henney was still playing in the National Football League? Five for seven, 23 yards, one touchdown. Honestly, I mean, I'm just I saying. Have that thought. When we were watching the game, I had that thought of like, oh, it's Chad Henney? He's really, I thought he like retired like five years ago. Yeah, maybe even two years ago. I'll be a little bit yeah. more realistic. But honestly, but like, I, whew, I had yeah. no who, idea. Who's heard of this guy in the last couple of years? Yeah. Idea who the backup was for Kansas City at all? Right, yeah, those are my God. Now. Isaiah Pacheco is just—he is just when he starts running, it's just like just like that. I can do yeah. that again. 
Man, he's so fast. It's brutal. 12 yards. Sorry, 12 yards. 12 carries, 95 yards. Average of 7.9. Oh, boy. Man, that, I... They were talking about CEH. Ceh. It was what supposed happened? to be. It might be coming back this week. Uh, so mm-hmm. kind of a heads up on that. But Jetman, yikes! Just saying, yikes. Jerick McKinnon. They bottled him up very well. Eleven carries for twenty-five yards. Good enough for a two-point-three average. Jerick McKinnon didn't even did get. Jerick. Why are you busting my balls, David? Are you just so excited that I got another prop pick wrong, you fucking asshole? God almighty. Jarek, Jarek, you're such a fucking I hate you sometimes. Like, you're just, you're just, just turn the screws. Fuck you, Silverberg. God damn it. I was going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Travis Kelsey, 14 receptions. 14 receptions for 17 targets, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. Again, I promise and I swear, in any fucking, any fucking league, nobody is allowed, nobody at all is allowed, nobody, nobody is allowed. Again, nobody is allowed to pair Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey in any fucking league that I ever play in. Kids, this is your best fantasy nugget of the season. I've said it once already, and if you haven't caught it, I'm doing you all a favor. I don't care what the draft is going and how your draft is. If there's Travis Kelsey on the board and Patrick Mahomes goes off, you draft Kelsey immediately. Do not wait. Man alive. That is just a bananas combination. I love fucking Travis Kelsey. He's a beast. Wait, how many does he Kelsey get? 14 receptions on 17 targets. 14. 17 for, targets? For receiver, but for a tight end, yeah. Well, that's uh, why, again, he, I was so sure. Me, how many McKinnon got? Tyler Lawrence, the truth. 24 for 39, 217 yards, one touchdown, and one INT. Travis ATN, 10 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. I, I, again, we talked about this and you made your bananas pick where I included the WNBA, the live players, the PGA tours, the spring training players from the Florida region and also from the Arizona region. There was somebody, there was somebody else that I was supposed to add and I don't remember. Somebody listened to this for me and they told me and I don't remember, but Trevor Lawrence. I don't think. Do you say the baseball players in the spring training? I don't think you said that. Yes, I did. I said the spring training oh. baseball players in Arizona and Florida. God, I said Arizona that. first, and then I said add Florida as well. Fuck it. Don't you know? Don't fucking segregate. Let's keep them together as one one unit. No. And then that's when I dropped WNBA. Thank you very much. That's I really like Jamichael Hasty. Four carries for 36 yards. That's good for a nine yards per carry. This guy, when he gets the ball, is extremely explosive. I really like this guy. It's too bad that he's never going to see a regular full-time load because Travis Etienne. Oh, dear God, I honestly hope Travis Etienne, for the sake of his health, actually puts on about another 20 pounds, maybe 15. 20 pounds would probably be better for you, kid. But you look like Kevin Durant when he came out of Texas. Just this scrawny, scrawny, 
little toothpick. And these big boy defensive players are going to eat you up, son. So, I'm just saying. Anyway, this is a close game. This is a close game, David. Mm-hmm. Have you got you your made point? the point last week about the Chiefs not being good against the spread. Correct, sir. And yet again, they were not. I'm good at what I do. I am just saying. The other game on Saturday, the evening call. Where was I, another game on Saturday? I begged you. I was like, please, can we stop watching? The New York Giants 7 and the Philadelphia Eagles 38. Can we say it together? Fuck, Fuck you, you Mike. Mike. Thank you. Exactly. Cocksucker fucking called me yesterday and was just like, oh, fucking, how about the Cowboys? I think I'm going to lay down. I'm going to walk over to his house and just throw down $100 on the table and say straights. So let's go. I'm taking San Francisco. You can take your stupid little eagles. And uh, I won't talk about the reference from last week, but I'm just saying. I uh, just is I just I despise the Eagles so much. They're the second most overrated team is by far the Minnesota Vikings, and these guys are right next to it. But I just can't even. <sighs> All right, I'll I'll painfully get through this kid. Sixteen for twenty four, hundred fifty four yards, two touchdowns for Jalen Hurts, one touchdown from Kenneth Gainwell. And also, of course, Boston Scott. Oh, fuck this guy. Man, hey, fucking Boston Scott. It's so funny. Bane of every Giants fan's existence. Like, this dude Yo. has had most of his career against the Giants. Yeah, no, 100%. Over half of his touchdowns like, have come against the New York Giants. I believe it's 12, what the for, fuck? 12 for 20, I believe it is. It's crazy. And so many pundits. I was listening to SiriusXM every day on the way to work, and they were all talking about Boston Scott to get a touchdown. Oh, my God. It was just it's too good. Boston Scott, six carries for 32 yards, that one touchdown, <laughs> as I fucking mentioned. Can I talk about the guy that I really loved when I saw him in person and I tried my best to take him for fuck you, Mike, and he still wouldn't give him to me? I'm mad. You know, obviously, cat's out of the bag. I'm going to try and get this kid next year. Devonta Smith, six carries, 61 yards, one touchdown, 10 targets. I mean, come on. Like, Devonta Smith is a mother... He's a monster, kids. He's a monster. Your friend, AJ... Not your friend, but I'm just saying everyone's friend in general. AJ Brown, three receptions for 22 yards. No, he's my friend. We were saying that the other day. Oh, fuck me. Dallas Garter, five receptions for one touchdown, 58 yards. I love me some Devonta Smith. That dude is a beast. He's a beast. Danny Dimes, 15 for 27, 135 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. Saquon Barkley actually had a really good game as far as average is concerned and finally getting the minimal opportunities that he actually had. Nine carries for 61 yards, 6.8 average. That's what you're looking for in a running back. Anything that's over five and a half yards, you know, you should obviously be keeping that up. You know, he's one more yards per carry, but... Daniel Jones is really close. Six carries for 24 yards. That's good enough for an average of four. David, so he let us down just a little bit. Uh, Matt Breda, of course, just throwing it and piling on. Um, do you want to make fun of me for Isaiah Hodgins at this point, or do we just uh, do we just we'll cover that a little bit? 
Um, we go out of the picks from last week, but yeah, that was- uh, yeah. No, what I'm thinking though, as a Giants fan at this point, is what happens this offseason because right now, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, neither of them have a contract for next season. So, which if either of them are on the Giants, which of them are off the Giants? I think Saquon Barkley is definitely back. Uh, the Giants have talked about wanting him back. He's talked about wanting to be a Giant for life. Daniel Jones, I'm curious about because I have long term bets on this one. I have on bets. On one hand, I have bets, don't I? I think you do. Well, on one hand, ah. Daniel Jones. On one hand, it's not clear if we get rid of Daniel Jones, who replaces replaces him for next season. Like, it's not clear who our next quarterback is. We're not gonna have a great draft pick, so it's not like we're gonna be like get like the guy we want from the draft necessarily. Uh, there's a rookies. And it's not clear who the veterans we're going to just suddenly pick up. Even though we do have a lot of uh, draft, oh, not draft, cap space. So, I, as a Giants fan, I kind of want to see Daniel Jones come back on a short-term contract. I don't want to see him get this, like, six-year, $100 million-plus contract now. Like, That's not happening. Impact. That's not happening. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, Gettleman's like, gone, remember. Gettleman's gone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, G-Man's gone. So I'm curious to see what this contract looks like because I think they're going to try to bring him back. I also don't necessarily want to see him get franchise tagged either. I'd rather the franchise tag be used on Saquon to like use as a negotiation tool in terms of like if they can't get the contract done in time by the deadline, like just like, okay, you're on a contract for next year and now let's negotiate your long-term deal because you have more time now. Uh, I'm going to use it that way rather than trying to like get Daniel Jones as a quarterback as a franchise tag because that's going to be way more money as the way the franchise tag works for different players. I'm really excited to see you here. And I wonder what Maz has to say about this. This will be interesting. New listener. Cer- there's certainly a possibility that Daniel Jones is not a giant next year. Shout out, Maz. New listener. Giants fan also. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what he has to say about this for sure. I haven't actually talked to him about this. This is into the weeds mm. a little bit for sure, but excited. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they do too. I don't know if a car- yeah. I think that Danny Dimes should come back on a short term contract. I'm thinking probably around the neighborhood of like 18 to 25 million dollars a year. Um. Would probably be about. I would be yeah. if it was like a two year forty or two, or three year sixty. I'd be yeah. okay with that. Yeah, I'd be all right with that for sure. All guaranteed? Uh, I wouldn't do something to guarantee. And what I would do is I would, like, have a lot of incentives around it. Of like, oh, if you're still the quarterback in three years, like, if you make the playoffs, like, if you get this many yards, touchdowns, or whatever, like, I would, like, do very heavy incentive. Like, make it, like, a better-yourself kind of deal with, like, big bonuses for the incentives, though. Like, like, not like these, like, $100,000 for a player. Like, I was like, oh, million dollars against the playoffs. Like, I'd do two years for $42 million. Oh, of course you would. Thank you very Go much. On. Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow. Jesus Christ almighty. Like, fucking. He's, he's a problem. Him and Jamar Chase will be a problem in the AFC for a long time to come. I mean, wow. They're just, it's very rare that you get two guys who play together in college back together immediately in the NFL. Like Can I this. say the score and first? It's even Can ver- I say it's the even score first? Those two guys just- the Cincinnati Bengals 27 and the Buffalo Bills 10. Okay, go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's rare that you get two guys from the college. It's in college team to be in the pro team to go like this so quickly. It's even it. more rare for it. it to be like. Oh, we're just going to pick up immediately where we left off in college, just dominating everyone. 
now that we're the pros and like yeah, there was there was very little like I mean Joe Burrow was injured his first year. Besides that, like there was very little learning curve, it seems like for either of them in the NFL. Man, I took it Joe really Burrow dominant. in the ninth round. Yeah. <laughs> I gave up an eighth round for him last year. Probably giving up a seventh this year. I'm just yeah. saying, like all over the Ellis men. Go Tigers! Suck it, Jordan. Joe Burrow, 23 for 36, 242 yards, two touchdowns. One of them to who? Jamar Chase. Five receptions, 61 yards on eight targets. Man, that fucking guy has speed and agility of absolute redonkulous proportions. I just, man. I mean, just. Not good head for the game. Fuck, he's fun to watch. He is fun to he watch. Also he also doesn't come off as like a, this like giant diva, like a lot of our receivers, like a Stefan Diggs, for example, just did. When's the like, last time you've seen a clip of Jamar Chase in an interview? I'm just saying. Yeah, he's very quiet. It seems like he just sort of keeps himself doesn't his thing. Like it's great. Like we did rare for wide receivers. Wide receivers are, as we know, usually divas. So the fact that he's just like t- keeps himself is very quiet. Like just doing his job and like. Really well, like okay, cool, like nice. The best thing about the Cincinnati Bengals is their supporting squad. Of course, not supporting squad. The number one running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon, twenty carries for one hundred five yards, five point three average, and a touchdown. But man, we have to mention the supporting cast: Samaj JP Ryan, the backup running back, seven carries for thirty three, a four point seven average. It's pretty good. I know you, again, I talk about the five to five and a half being the magic number, but 4.7 is good. Why? Because Samaj P. Ryan can catch out of the backfield, kids. Five receptions on five targets for 31 yards. Money sandwiches coming out of the backfield for that. Hayden Hurst as well. Five receptions for 59 yards and a touchdown on six targets. That's an efficiency rate I can fucking sign up for. And the one boy that I want to talk about is the Red Rifle Incarnate playing wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals is Trenton Irwin, only coming out with one reception for the unlucky number of 13 yards on two targets. I was really cheering for this boy. He has absolutely come out of fucking nowhere, and he honestly looks like an Andy Dalton Incarnate in the fucking wide receiver position. Super hilarious to me. I mean, these... This is your Super Bowl champion team right here, boys and girls, and Cincinnati fucking Bengals. So. Like, they're I just so. fucking... If I haven't put it on the board, let's do it. Let's get it. The Cincinnati Bengals are winning the Super Bowl, kids! I'm taking it. I'm absolutely taking it. Again, why? Because the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl, and I think I've already said that, obviously. I got the bet in the yeah. house, but I didn't put in a specific AFC team to it. I thought it was going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, to be honest with you. I didn't know about the Cincinnati Bengals and if their new fandangled line could have held up. But Well, you had effectively picked this because you had earlier, he said, picked the NFC win Super Bowl. And then you had also picked that it's going to be a Bengals 49 Super Bowl a couple weeks ago when the playoffs started. Uh, so, effectively, with those two, that means big rules go in Super Bowl. But I'm going to give you another one for if Bengals win the Super Bowl. I'm also going to take that myself, though, because honestly, I think you're right. Oof. And I had picked uh, Bengals, Eagles, which is also the possibility at this point. Fuck, I really so, don't know. Yeah, so it's basically going to, I mean, we'll obviously get to it. That Patrick Mahomes picks. injury is just so fucking big, man. Like, that just, this fuck, this fucker's the whole fucking thing. 
It fuckers the whole thing. All right, before we go on to the fucking last game on Sunday, we need to talk about the Buffalo Bills and how actually not that good they are because I'm sick and fucking tired of hearing about this bullshit. And I've talked about this before, and I don't know if people are listening to me, but if you haven't listened to me before, you're going to hear it now. Josh Allen, superhuman, for sure. Stat line doesn't represent this talent. 25 for 42, 265 yards, zero. Passing touchdowns and one interception. Of course, he got one on the ground, 8 for 26. But this is where it breaks down rapidly, folks. And this is why they're not a good team. Devin Singletary, six carries for 24 yards. Four yards per carry average. Still missing our magic number. James Cook, five carries for 13 yards, 2.6. Best receiver? Who's their best receiver? Do you remember? Well, it should be Stefan Diggs, but I think it was Gabe Davis in this game. Uh, you're actually wrong. Dawson Knox, five catches really? for 65 yards on seven targets. Guess who was number two? You're wrong. Wasn't Gabe was Davis or Stefan Diggs? Nope. Isaiah McKenzie? Who was it? Khalil Shakir, two catches for 40 yards on two targets. 100% efficiency. Just saying. Hmm. Next, guess. Still not Def- Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis. Devin Singletary. Five catches for 38 yards on eight targets. This is where it gets ugly fucking fast. Stefan Diggs, four receptions, 35 yards on 10 targets. Yeah. This is why my response to you in the back channels was like, I'm fucking, Stefan Diggs is a fucking bum, dude. Fucking bum. Yeah. I'm really, it's really good that the fucking Minnesota Vikings moved on from that bum. Gabe Davis. 50% efficiency, but still not enough yards. Two receptions, 34 yards on four targets. Honestly, the I feel, I know, again, stat line doesn't reflect it, but it looked like it watching the game. Cole Beasley was the best receiver on the field, and he checks in after Cabe Davis and Stephon Diggs and Devin Singletary and Khalil Shakir and Dawson Knox. <sighs> Three receptions for 33 yards. He honestly looked like the best fucking receiver out there. I'm just, I'm saying. As far as running his routes and getting it done, look like the best. Bad stat line from the Buffalo Bills. If you're the Buffalo Bills, David Silverberg, what do you do moving into next year? Where do you make things better? What what do you do? I wonder if this isn't a problem with their offensive line. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many sacks they gave up this year compared to other teams. Uh, but it seems like their running game is lacking. And I don't know that that's because they don't have good running backs. Because at this point in the league, everyone has good running backs. Everyone has running backs who are serviceable, at least a couple of them. I think it might be that the offensive lines do not open up the holes that they need. Uh, and then that's, of course, from the effect in the passing game. So we can't. We've, we've seen this. David had trouble establishing the running game. Offense, so uh, maybe you look at the offensive line and think about potentially upgrading there. That's my best guess. Um, another thing, the defense has some issues and some holes too. So I'm going into it. I'm diving in. Can we get a secondary in Buffalo for God's sakes? Yeah, if man, sure. this is so bad. I've have I not talked about this all year long, all year long, Joe. I'm telling you, brother, your team, like, overall, fuck powerhouse. But, man, your fucking secondary is hot garbage. This is why the Cowboys, literally the Bills are acting like the Cowboys, I feel. 
Josh Allen, obviously better than Dak Prescott. The running game, you kind of switch in quality for wide receivers. I think the wide receiver unit is better in Dallas overall, it seems like. They, or, sorry, the wide, the running back unit is better in Dallas. They execute. Buffalo, not no. so much, but flip the wide receivers over in general. Yeah, CD Lamb's good. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Overall, better unit. Buffalo, shut up. So, mm-hmm. the Bills just keep choking. They didn't have. A, they don't have a secondary. They haven't a secondary in so long. They couldn't fucking stop anything last year. We all watched that. So... Uh, man, they got to get a secondary. This is so frustrating. They got nobody. Nobody. So I pray to God that they get somebody out of the draft. That just, man, another Elam type of guy. I mean, maybe there's a free agent out there. I can't remember exactly who's available, but somebody. Somebody. The wide receivers, I think you can kind of figure it out. They'll, like, work it. I'm going. I'm going secondary. I'm just. I'm going secondary. Uh, running backs are right there too, though. But like these running backs are good. Oh man, I don't. I don't understand that. I. I feel that the talent. I think if they maybe go with Cook more so than Singletary, maybe I don't know. But and then I guess maybe the line because they can't make that block. I don't know the the that I line running back or second line because like yes, secondary needs a little less points, less big plays on defense for sure, and secondary is the place to fix that. But you can't deny that there's something going wrong with this offense. I think it goes back to offensive line here. Like I, I think they have the skill players they need. They just need the uh, hog mollies as they're called. I don't know. That's my thought. But yeah, no, I think those are the two spots where they need to be looking at free agents and drafting things early on. Sneaky Weasel from the Balderdash Brewing Company. Foxy, shifty, wily, crafty. You've been here before. We'll make the segue here. Because it's interesting. Did you listen to me at all when we were watching that game at all and how many times I was cheering on the blocks that were happening in the game? Uh, you just cheer on most of what you say, but... True. Uh, yeah. I I am a huge fan of... I mean, both. And David obviously blacked out because he's just wanting to watch me lose. Let's be honest. There's really nothing else that David's watching for. It's truly fun to watch people fucking go around, man. I'm screaming. Fuck. There was so many down blocks. Like, this game was a rough, tough. This honestly looked like an NFC championship game. I don't know what I'm going to see this weekend, but this was the best playoff game by a mile over the weekend. I feel oh, yeah. By sure. a mile. Dallas Cowboys, 12. San Francisco, 49ers, 19. Frustrating, frustrating. We should have won this game. Dak Prescott, 23 for 37, 206 yards, one touchdown, and two painful interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott, 10 carries, 26 yards. Unfortunately, our man Tony Pollard down with a fractured fibula, six carries, 22 yards, 3.7 yards, average on the ground. 
Oh, man. Remember the day when you wanted to drop C.D. Lamb? I know you're trolling. Get over it. C.D. Lamb, 10 receptions, 117 yards on 13 targets. That dude is abs- Not bad. <laughs> like, okay. Let's go, C.D. Don't turn into a fucking... Just don't turn into a Dez Bryant. Please don't. Or Stefan Diggs. No, just don't turn into a Dez. Don't turn into a Dez. Dalton Schultz, five receptions, one touchdown, uh, 27 yards. I mean, ah, this is such a frustrating game for sure. Uh, 49ers, Brock Purdy's 19 for 29, 214. Elijah Mitchell, 14 carries for 51 yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries for 35. Ironically, almost exactly the same yards per carry. The only difference, Christian McCaffrey with the touchdown. In the receiving game, George Kittle saw five receptions for 95 yards and Debo Samuel, four for 45. Brandon Ayuk with a really, really minuscule game. Two catches for 26 and uh, on four targets. Even Christian McCaffrey is supposed to be a PPRB, six for 22. Uh, on eight targets. So, uh, no, I mean, not uh, both offenses, not really. Uh, no, really it was a big defensive game. Lines. Big defensive game for sure. Um, yeah. I. It's big defenses. What What are your other takes about this game? Well, because that was a defensive game and those are two of the top defenses in the league. First, what I expected. I expected a relatively lower scoring game. Um, with Brock Purdy as the 49ers quarterback at this point, uh, especially with you know Cowboys playing the playoffs and sucking. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I'm interested to see what happens next week because at this point, Brock Purdy still hasn't lost, right? Like, he's won every game he started, right? So, I'm just curious to see. Like, eventually he's obviously going to lose. Like, it's not that's not going to continue forever. So he's going to lose this week against the Eagles. He lose the Super Bowls. He lose sometime in the future. And then that brings up the question I brought up last week, which is, what happened? What do the Four Niners do next season? Because I realized um, I listened to the episode and I didn't even answer the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we never got back to that. But like. Okay, let me answer it specifically. Let me answer it specifically. I think that they should be going with Jimmy G. That is the smartest move to do. But they're obviously going to stick with this fucking weirdo. Um, I'm super confused. The boy Troy Sermon, right? Sermon is his last name? Trey Sermon? Yeah, Trey Sermon. The running back? No, who? What's this? Buck Purdy. No, the other guy. Oh, Trey Lance. Yeah, sorry, that guy. See, I don't even remember his name. What a waste of draft picks to fucking take yeah. a guy who's just like, this is the reason why Kyle Shanahan is a fucking bum, and I don't really under... Okay, sure. Oh, he's so pretty to watch. He does so many... This is the man who couldn't engineer an offense to score any points on the fucking... Do we even have to go over what happened? With the Atlanta fail clowns, do we really have to talk about this? Guys, girls, whoever the fuck is listening to this fucking podcast, Jimmy Garoppolo should be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy should be the backup. And this fucking guy who's garbage sandwich it. I don't even know how to make this bet. 
I don't. But Trey Lance is not going to be the court. This is going to be a colossal waste of time. Trey Lance is not going to be the quarterback at some point soon in the future. Put it on the board. And Trey Lance's draft picks that they traded for him, everything, the whole trade was a bust. Is a bust. Don't Not even know. Sure, yes. Give me two wins. On the board in a definable way. I don't even know. We'll figure it out in the I... background, but that's my bet. Because this, okay, is, this well, is a fucking sure, no. joke. This is a joke. I cannot fucking believe for two seconds that the fucking... I mean, it, it makes Kyle Shanahan look like an idiot that he's even looking at Trey Lance. I, I just... I don't see it. I have no idea what they're looking at. I mean, I do. They're looking for like a Jalen Hurts. Or a Lamar Jackson. They're they're looking for somebody that can do this. A Cordell Stewart. Somebody who can play a wide receiver potentially. Could play a running back potentially. But also plays quarterback. And I just... Yeah, this, this part drives me nuts. It's the same fucking thing as when they just... They, they make Taysom Hill a tight end so that he can make more money. And he's not a tight end. He's actually a quarterback. It's just a waste of time in the football game. It makes football look ridiculous. Trey Lance is ridiculous. I don't understand how any scout in the face of Earth could actually think that that guy, he's worse than Midget Murray. I really don't like Trey Lance. I really yeah. don't I like him. Because... You might you verbal me you're right. I don't know I'm not saying anything that you're wrong by any means that freelance has what it takes to be in the NFL. I have no idea if it does. I do think the 49ers, because of the conditions under how they drafted him, are going to give him every opportunity. If he's healthy, they have to one. They have to. They gave the farm yeah. for that guy. Sure. Right. So like maybe, they, they're okay. really chance. Let me not be and a big I, dick, right? Let me just say for a second, maybe yeah. he's going to be an NFL quarterback. That's still a pretty right. good thing, right? Backup yeah. or starter. I mean, that's a fucking man. Your your talent level is unbelievable. But for the amount of capital that they gave up for this guy, man, no one's talking about this guy going in the top ten of quarterbacks. Nobody. And and that's the capital that they gave up for him. Nobody's even talking about him in the top twenty. Let's be honest. This is, I'm just yeah. So it's just, crazy. I mean, I think he's going to be the starter week one next year because he'll probably be fine by then health wise. And then after that, I think that especially he got to the top of championship. If he gets the Super Bowl, if he wins the Super Bowl, how do you not put Brock Purdy in the conversation? So I feel like Jimmy G, even though he might be, I mean, obviously the most experienced. Uh, and he might be the best of the three, potentially. I think he very possibly is. And that's what you were sort of alluding to in your, you know, whole rant there. He is, though. Jimmy uh, I G. Think he's be the, I think he's going to be the Jimmy G already got them the to the Super Bowl, David. He already got them to the Super Bowl. He's clearly the best quarterback out of both anybody in there. I don't yeah. understand why they... He took him to the... Fu- sure, he's not exciting. But it's not your yeah. fucking job to sell tickets as a coach in that regard. Your job is to win games. Winning games sells you tickets. It's not the other way around. You need to win games first. And so getting this exciting thing that actually doesn't know how to fucking play football at that top caliber level. And they're going to, man, right now I trade Brock pretty for sure. Keep Jimmy G just to keep him hanging around. But either or you're trading somebody that, clearly shows that they're capable in the National Football League. Brock Purdy's won so many fucking games in a row, it's mind-numbing. 
It doesn't matter right. if his stats suck. So he's already got capital. Jimmy G's already been to a fucking Super Bowl. I I do oh. think it makes a lot of sense to trade Brock Purdy because I mean you drafted him with the last overall pick in the draft. So no matter what, you're gaining like draft capital because of him. Like you're you're improving draft capital as opposed to usually when you draft when you trade someone you've recently drafted, usually you're trading them for someone like a lower draft pick, like you're trading like a first round pick that you drafted for like a third round pick in a future draft. And now you'll be drafting a seventh round guy. Trading him probably like I don't know, get a third at this point for him or something like that. I guess maybe even higher. Yeah, almost desperate. Yeah, the value is kind of weird in that way, but yeah, yeah his, his, his value would have skyrocketed at this really point that you trafted if you trade him this off season to like uh, taxes or someone. Yeah, I agree. He just needs like, any guy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the San Francisco 49ers are fucking it up, and it's uh, it's frustrating to watch for sure because they just have a lot of good talent, which is frustrating for me too, admitting that as a fucking Dallas Cowboys fan. But I think well, and here's the other thing that I've noticed is pretty much every other team I've seen, the quarterback is really the advanced to team. Like, you don't have a good quarterback, you're not gonna be a good team. And the 49ers, it seems like the last few years, they keep being good no matter who the quarterback seems to be, whether it's been Alex Smith, uh, whether it's been Jimmy G, whether it's I mean, even Trey Lance is okay. Yeah, but Jimmy G, Jimmy G and Alex Smith are good quarterbacks, though. What are you talking about, man? But, 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 they're not they're not exciting quarterbacks. They're game managers. That's what you best. mean. To, yeah, but, yeah, but that's what you managers. mean to say, though. They're not exciting quarterbacks, but they're really right, good at their job. They're not they are. elite, and, the, and yet they've had elite results. The teams that had elite results without in a single elite quarterback. Alex Smith has and done it with is, multiple teams in the playoffs in the National Football League. Jimmy Garoppolo, sure, he had regular season with both and only postseason with San Francisco, but Alex Smith has had bona fide, genuine playoff experience with multiple NFL teams. They're great journeymen. Those are good elites. I'm not fucking talking about elite quarterback. Right. The elites elite are results a totally different thing. Correct is not, not talking about that very often. Yeah, but if you still go to a fucking world, if you go to the goddamn Super Bowl, and you get, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is seems like a quarterback-proof team. Like it seems like anyone even remotely good could take this team pretty far in the playoffs. And I think that's interesting. I think that comes from defense largely, and then the fact that they just have to. Like skill players around I them. still don't think so their like, defense is that good. I think you're sleeping on defense. I think that's a top five defense in the NFL for the last five years so. consistently. No, I don't think no, so. I don't know the stats in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they've been up there. No, I think you're just going on a name and assuming they're like the Baltimore Ravens or something like that. I don't think the San Francisco 49er defense is that good at all. The Dallas Cowboys should easily won that game. Easily. And the only reason that they didn't is because Dak is a retard for one. One of them, sure. I'll give credit, maybe. The second interception, maybe. But the first one, Michael Gallup is a moron and didn't fucking, like, oh, that was the stupidest route I've watched in a long time. Super frustrating. The second one, Dak forced it, for sure. But the first one, absolutely not. That was fucking Michael Gallup's fault. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to fucking jump a route. Anybody can fucking jump a route. It's that's not that's not fucking anybody. Even a random Jacksonville Jaguars fucking defensive back can jump a route and get a play. Don't even remember his name. See? Anybody can jump and take the so, let's, let's go into picks. 
We'll be reviewing our picks for the prediction last week, and then let's get into picks for this upcoming week. My one was pretty easy to review because I only picked the four games, no props, no extras. Uh, so I actually lost both Saturdays and won both Sundays uh, for the games. Uh, <laughs> so I got Chiefs to minus nine and a half. Uh, they didn't cover even they won, and then the Giants plus seven and a half over Eagles. They lost by a lot on that. Uh, Bengals I had plus five and a half. They won outright, and four nines I had the minus four. They won by seven. Uh, so I went two and two, five hundred. Uh, it didn't change any of my season or all-time averages. And that's, actually, I had a five hundred record last week too. So all of my averages are the same from one week to another, which is interesting. That has never happened. For you, you were a little more complicated because you had some extra picks, a whole bunch of props. You're trying to catch up. Uh, so you had Jaguars plus nine enough, so you got that win. But you said it would be a 40-something to 30-something game, and it was not, so you got lost there. Uh, you had Giants plus 7.5 over Eagles, you lose that. Bengals plus 5.5 over Bills, you win that. Bengals over Bills outright, you have that win as well. Uh, but then you had the Cowboys plus 4 over 49ers, and you had Cowboys over 49ers outright and lost both of those. Uh, then we get to your props, and you were pretty all over the place with your props. Uh, you had McKinnon, as I mentioned before, uh, with receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Obviously, he didn't get anything for that. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, nothing there uh, in terms of wins. And, uh, here's your first win, though. Jamar Chase, you had over the first one receiving touchdowns. He did get one, so you got a win there. He did not get the receiving yards. You had over 82.5. He had like 61, something like that, I think. Uh, Brock Purdy, though, you got the two Brock Purdy unders. Uh, you got him under 243.5. He had like 214, so not way under, but he was under. He got that win. And you had him under one and a half. Passing touchdowns, he only had one, so you got that. And you also got a win for CeeDee Lamb over 5.5 receptions. He had a couple more than that. Uh, and he got lost because you had Trevor Lawrence over one and a half. Passing touchdowns, he only had the one. So that leaves you 7 and 10.41. Two uh, brings you to 130 and 149.466 on the season. In case you're curious, I was 149, 138 no, no, on the season. No, that's wrong. I got four. I got four wins. What do you mean? Uh, Jamar Chase receiving touchdowns. Brock Purdy under on the pass yards. Under on the passing touchdowns and. CD line yeah, seven wins though because you also had Jaguars and Bengals. And... No, but for the props, I got four wins. Right. I so I was saying total for the week though. You had seven wins and ten losses for the week. Because you counted the games and the props. I never talked about the props. Oh, I thought you said three. I want to get my win, no. David. I said I never said three. Anything. I said, you know, seven and ten for the week. You're drunk. Okay. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, that is last week, though. This is next week. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, we have the conference championship. The conference championship? I don't know. Well, anyway, something. 
I just had to play a drop to clean that up because you just can't transition for shit. Jesus. You you hurt me, David. You hurt me. If I died and you tried to do this podcast, we'd be fucked. The Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles minus two and a half versus the San Francisco. I like you didn't deny it. You're not denying any of this. You haven't interjected. I think it would, I think it would end immediately if you died. <laughs> I was so overcome with grief, I couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah, okay. 46 and a half is the over-under. <laughs> I want you to carry on the podcast of my death, David. You on your will. Yeah. <laughs> David gets 4.20% of my uh, net worth as long as he continues on the podcast for 42 more years. Oh, man. (laughs) I wish I had the time to go through all this footage and just, like, take random cuts of all this fucking stupid shit that we do that's cut. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. Feel like a super cut of all the stupid shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, like season two, super cut. (laughs) Right? Fucked up, fucked up cut. The fucked up cut, yeah. Oh, man. We're fucking retards. Let me tell you. Okay. Right. Philadelphia Eagles minus two and a half point favorites at home versus the San Francisco 49ers. 46 and a half is over and under if you're into that type of thing, which I am. I am not taking the over and under. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck you, Mike. But seriously, though. Brock Purdy is going to manage the game. Jalen Hurts is going to get his shit popped in. Why? Because I hate the Eagles. That's why. David, what's your pick this week? First of all, I picked this because I already had you have the 49ers. I picked the 49ers for you. It's on my sheet. It's next. I knew. Uh, I agree. Fuck you, Mike, and fuck the Eagles, but I am picking them because I just... I mean, at this point, I've already picked the Eagles and the uh, and the Bengals as the Super Bowl. You've already picked the 49ers and the Bengals as the Super Bowl. So it only makes sense that we're going to go with those teams like for this round since they've gone here to this round. Like We, we made those picks a couple weeks ago now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got to pick the Eagles. Especially because it's not that big of a spread. Like It's only a field goal uh, to cover that spread. That's not much of a difference. I think the Eagles are going to win, and I think they'll win by three or more points. They may win by more than that, but I don't know how much. Three or two and a half is not that much. I don't know. If it, was, if it was a bigger spread, I would consider taking the 49ers to cover, but nah. The Eagles are looking good right now. Okay. You want times two for that? I'll give you times two for 49ers over Eagles. Just flat out. 100%. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that, that'll take it. 100% that's oh, reasonable. Good. Okay, yeah. sweet. I have three prop picks for this game. I have Christian McCaffrey plus... The, Christian McCaffrey plus 155 for a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Fucking, I mean, crank the wallet open. And my boy, Devonta Smith, plus 175 on a receiving touchdown for over under one, or like 0.5. Get one touchdown. All right. And the guy who was a little bit silent last week, Brandon Ayuk. Okay. I'm taking him at plus three hundo for a receiving touchdown. 
Uh, sorry, no, actually, that's a normal touchdown, not a receiving touchdown. Oh, well, it's just rushing or receiving then. Okay. Well, see, actually, Devonta Smith sweeps. is a normal touchdown too. That's not oh, right. is it okay? Just yeah. any touchdown. Yeah, I have it written down anytime. Yeah. Yes, kids, I write it down. I have show notes. Maybe we should sell them nice. as an NFT. Yeah, we should. Jesus fuck. Get many coins for those NFTs. Cincinnati Bengals minus one over the Kansas City Chiefs. The over-under is 47.5 if you're into that type of thing. Who are you actually going to So do we agree with this? Are we both taking Bengals minus one? Because that's such a small, so that's just going to pick them, Mike. Oh, yeah, this is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah. And then we both picked Bengals to be the Super Bowl, so like logically we both think they're going to win. I mean, oh, yeah, 100%. I don't know about okay. the over-under, though. 47 and a half. I, I just... Ooh, I that is, is um, I'm I'm gonna take I would if I had to I would take over but I'm not confident in that. Especially if Mahomes being injured, I really yeah. can't. Uh, yeah, this one's tight. This is a tough one for me. Yeah. I uh, I'm not gonna make a call on the over under. I'm not. So it's uh, forty seven. I would be surprised if it was like a twenty four. Looking at forty. I would be surprised if it was like twenty four twenty. You know, like. Yeah, like, yeah, 24-20 would be a very reasonable score to this game, and, like, yeah, you're going to tell me that's not going to be, like, that'd be right under, and, yeah, mm, that is a, that's a, that's a tough spread. Yeah, tough over-under. Jamar what Chase. What do you have in terms of props? Jamar Chase? Okay. Plus, plus, 1-1-4 one, one, for mm-hmm. any time touchdown. Okay. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Plus 100 for an anytime touchdown. Hayden Hurst, anytime touchdown, plus 320. And Isaiah Pacheco, plus 215 for an anytime touchdown. I like that one a lot. Woohoo! I like that one a lot. Real money might go on that one. Just saying. You got another good ones here. I mean, who knows what they'll actually pan out because they're super random whether or not, you know, these. Hayden Hurst, I think, is the only random one, but those other three should fuck it. Most of those, I think, between both games should probably hit, but, you know, NFL's fucked up. Things even more fucked up. Yeah, yeah. never know. We uh, kind of thought. Funny. I mean, you, you could miss all of these somehow. I, I think that'd be absurd if that happens because, like, most of these should hit reasonably, but what if they don't? What if none of them hit? I honestly if, thought almost all of the mine from last week were pretty. What much if Chiefs locked. win? What if Eagles win by three or more? Like, what if what if you don't actually get any of these and you have all losses next week? Then again, no way that's gonna happen. But like, how fun would that be? All right, well, solid. I'll be honest, it won't be funny at all because then that means the Eagles will be in the Super Bowl and that means I can't watch the Super Bowl, I don't think. I don't think I'm I could. Watch the Super Bowl no matter what, but I mean... Oh, I, really, I boycotted I'm for sure. I hope the 49ers win. No, when Tom Brady was playing the Philadelphia Eagles, I refused to watch it. I didn't watch a single moment of it. There's another Patriots Super Bowl I refused to watch because he's a cheater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dab. There's no way I'm watching that bullshit, man. Like, oh, I'm the Patriots Seahawks. I didn't watch a single fucking moment of that stupid game. Fuck that. No way. The two teams that have cheated the most were in the Super Bowl. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. You think I'm going to fucking watch that? <laughs> Brooke's very cool. Brooke is bragging to me about how she uh, got both her picks right. We're not recognizing those picks because... Well, then actually say that you picks. want to bet. If you vehemently want to stand on my podcast and say that you don't want to bet, Brooke, well, then you don't want to bet. And too bad, so sad, millennial girl. We're not going to let them count. That's the way it goes. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast! Oh, man, I fucking... I love doing this fucking show, man. This shit is fucking hilarious, dude. Hilarious. (laughs) I really think so. I really think so. Especially because you're just a fucking stupid fucking Giants fan. You guys suck. (laughs) Oh, man. We were so bad. I was so angry. Okay. Honestly, the only thing that made this weekend, like, even feasible is because I lost. Yeah. I was like, So I'm just saying, though, I'm a question, question, question. In these situations, when your team is this bad, do, would you rather prefer to not make the playoffs? Do you have a couple of better draft picks, maybe, or a couple, a couple of higher chances at a better draft? What, what's your, what's your? I'd still rather make the playoffs. If I'm going to miss playoffs, I'd rather miss by a ton. I'd rather have the first overall pick than like the, the best teams not make the playoffs. I'd rather make the playoffs than have any pick outside the playoffs because. At least if you made the playoffs, it means you're heading in the right direction. Uh, so hopefully this is the start of better things to come. And give us some hope as Giants fans that we haven't had in a few years. So that was a good start for Brian Dable as head coach. Let's see what he does going forward. Let's see how they build a team. Uh, last thing, uh, you know, I want to point out in terms of you and what you said, what you said this weekend, you point out that, like, oh, like, the, the Giants are out. Shouldn't you root for the Cowboys, the next best team in the NFC East? Like, why, why are you betting NFC East and rooting for the 49ers? So why are you betting the NFC East and rooting for the 49ers, Corey? What do you mean I'm betting on the NFC East? I'm not betting on the NFC I, No, you're abandoning. You're abandoning the NFC East. You're not rooting for the NFC East anymore, Corey. There's no fucking way that I can cheer for the Eagles. There's no fucking god. Are you fucked in the head? Well, well you got to try to get me to cheer for the Cowboys this weekend. I'm just pointing that out. So that's why I was, I was asking the same question. Basically, the answer was to me. Uh, is this how we end the podcast now? You just want me to cause violence against Mike. I think that's what you're inciting right now. I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah, I will. Peace. Good. You're safe now, Mike. You're safe. Fucking barely, though. If you win next week. Oh, man. Slowly Mike disappears. Fuck you, Mike. Fuck you, Mike.